This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others, and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Hey friends, and welcome to the Worth Your Time podcast. I'm your host, Erica Anderson. I'm a Christian freelance writer, mom of two littles, and I'm passionate about helping you live out your best and deepest faith in everyday life. On this podcast, you'll hear from inspiring women, moms, and ministry leaders, authors, and more. Those on mission for God with a message to inspire you in your Christian walk, wherever that may be. Each month, I send out interviews, tips, book reviews, and exclusive giveaways to my email list. If you'd like to receive these things, just head to my website, ericaanderson.com, and sign up. My new book, Reason to Return, Why Women Need the Church and the Church Needs Women, comes out this January, and I want you to be the first to know all the details. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Worth Your Time podcast. I'm your host, Erica, and today I'm talking with Crystal Parker. She is the president of the U.S. Christian Chamber. Sorry, I almost got that wrong. Crystal, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Happy to and be here. Thank you. And you're joining us from Orlando, where I assume it's a nice sunny day. Of course. <laughs> yeah, always. Florida sunshine is so great. Um, well, tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of your background and how you got to where you are as president of the U.S. Christian Chamber. Sure. Um, basically, small town girl from Kansas. Weather wasn't quite as nice as we get to experience in Orlando. And uh, college dropout, believe it or not, I dropped out with just 21 hours left to get my degree. Oh my goodness. And had to go all the way back to my small little town in Kansas. And so that's really where I got my start in business. Um, I started stocking shelves in a truck parts store, and it was a subsidiary of an oil and gas company. And so from that to secretary to, you know, different roles and a lot of moves, I became the youngest executive in a Fortune 199 oil and gas company. I did finish my undergrad in psychology and it worked out great to have that with all of the men and the engineers that I worked with. Um, From there, I got my master's in marketing and then they sent me to Harvard Business School uh, for leadership, diversity, innovation and globalization. Wow. Yeah, it was a it was an incredible um, story, and when I look back on it at the time, I know God's hand was all over it. Obviously, who does that? Uh, but at the time, I really thought it was something I did. <laughs> I thought I was just that good, and so well, that's what we think when we're young, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I love to blame it on being young. I just, I, I think the power and the money and and everything really got to my head, and. Um, I made God smaller in my life and I got bigger and, and, uh, you know, we all know how those stories end. And anyway, right. so it was time the Lord, um, shut that door for me. And I went to where I actually got my master's and became a professor for the university. I'm still with them, Ottawa university. And so I still do that. I found a way to get my professional development paid for is what I always say. So I love teaching. Yeah. And um, I started my own consulting company, Intent and Impact, and just started helping some of the people that I worked with. I sat on several boards um, in the positions that I was in for the oil and gas company. And so I started to help people and executives to grow and uh, really enjoyed that. I, I loved mentoring the women that I worked with. 
in the gas company. When I became an executive, women from all over in the organization reached out to me and said, help, help, help. <laughs> you figured it out. You yeah. figured out how to navigate this labyrinth. Help us. And so, you know, I knew that, you know, I've got a teacher's heart and I wanted to start helping people be successful. And um, through my consulting company, actually, I joined the Christian Chamber of Commerce. I was new to Florida and I wanted to grow my warm market. And I didn't necessarily have enough money to go out there and compete with the big consulting companies and firms and do billboards and marketing campaigns. And But I did have time and tenacity. And so I joined the Christian Chamber as a member. And the minute I met the president for the Christian Chamber, we had a two-hour coffee. He gets in his car. He calls his wife and he says, the Lord said, I found her. She's the one. Oh he didn't tell me that right away. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't want but to scare you off. That's exactly what he said. He didn't want to scare me off. But basically, through my company, um, I work with the Christian Chambers. And uh, we have Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. And we're launching and in the process of launching out the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce. We just finished our very successful second U.S. Christian Business Expo and National Conference. And as a side, we had a, a smaller sort of kickoff with the women. We did Kingdom Women of Tomorrow event prior to launching the expo. And it was, we were expecting 35, 40 women. There were over 80 in this room just packed in. Wow. Uh, bringing chairs in. There's such a hunger for um, women that are in business, in kingdom business, um, to grow together and just to see that sisterhood of coming together and the power of doing it. Uh, and, and when you talk about business owners, that's such a wide spectrum. What are what are some of the businesses that some of these women had that came? Oh, boy, we see everything in there from small business uh, solopreneurs to women that are working in large companies. Um, a lot of these women that are in there are self-made. So um, a couple of them that come to mind have very successful financial companies, uh, financial services companies um, and investment firms. Uh, we've got executives in banks that are in there. Uh, we've got people that are in the direct sales business that are also part of, of this Christian chamber. We've got some pretty significant nonprofits that are ran by women that are in there um, trying to think of some of the other industries that we've seen that we see in there. Um, consulting obviously is another one that's there. Some, some pretty big consulting companies uh, are founded by women. One of my favorite classes that I teach at the university and actually teaching it right now is uh, women in management and helping women to really navigate uh, that success field. And what we see is that women um, have uh, more barriers to accessing initial startup capital mm -hmm. than men, their male, their male right. counterparts. And so really understanding the, the playing field and being able to play it successfully, but still staying true to yourself is really important. So yeah, really I've, I've definitely heard that about women not having as much access to capital like that. So that's really good. Let's talk about the, um, what the Christian chamber is. So most people are used to hearing like the U S chamber of commerce or your local chamber of commerce. So explain to us the difference and what exactly you guys exist for. Yeah. Well, it's a very fair question. Um, the real true purpose of our existence is that, you know, 
I think a lot of it comes, I mean, from why I connected with it initially was where I came from in business. It was very rare that we talked about God and that Fortune <laughs> Fortune 199 company. It's a publicly traded company and uh, it's a big one. And even the small companies, you know, you don't go to work. It's like, put your hat on. And then leave your problems at the door, right? I mean, I even wrote about that in my book, The Best Robot Wins, and my experience of just really being conditioned to leave your human side behind of doing business. And and what I've learned is that it's really not two separate things. You accelerate when you show up as your whole self, your best Mm -hmm. self. And so, you know, in this Christian chamber environment, we want people to do business as their whole self. We don't want there to be a Sunday church person and then a Monday through Friday business person. Mm -hmm. What happens when you integrate faith and work and then you duplicate that in the marketplace? And it's pretty special uh, what happens. So we operate similar to a chamber of commerce with a foundation in Christ. So everything that we do, every speaker, every element of our our meetings are rooted in biblical wisdom. So we operate with a biblical worldview, whereas the rest of the world, as you know, is very worldly these days. And so we want to really focus on citywide transformations where there are Christian chambers of commerce. We want to teach leaders that church, it you don't have to be in church to be a disciple. You don't have to be in church to worship God. That the greatest power of innovation comes through the Holy Spirit, knowing the Lord. And so mm-hmm. we want to reinforce that. We want to change the cities and communities that we're a part of. And we want to see Christian chambers across the United States. Yeah, I love the description on one of your websites, it, which says that you're you're helping create kingdom commerce. Yes. Um, that's a really cool phrase. Can you talk about what that is? Yes. So kingdom commerce basically is created when Christians are doing business together. When we, you know, you've seen the whole shop local, shop small business. What about shop kingdom business? And so through the Christian Chamber of Commerce, we've created directories where people that are believers have their businesses listed. And it's really neat to see we've got um, a real estate agent that sold two houses from people that were coming in from out of state that wanted to find a Christian realtor. Uh, We have people reach our offices and say, I want a Christian plumber, but I can't find it on the website. Do you have anyone? People want to do business with Christians because there's a perceived alignment in values. Mm -hmm. And so when Christians start doing business together, they shop with each other, they refer each other, they pray for each other, and they support one another. That dollar travels different through the community than a dollar spent in a secular company, Mm. meaning that it's, it's pushed through philanthropic giving, um, tied into churches, pushed into Christian schools for their kids, oftentimes, maybe homeschooling. Um, And we just see the dollar move different and travel different. And that's how the cities transform. So we say we build kingdom, we build business, and we build community. And we do it by creating kingdom commerce. That's such a cool, like high level look at you know, how money is moved around. Uh, I had never thought about it that way before. And I don't think a lot of people do. 
The number of women attending church has declined from 48% to just 31% in the past 10 years. When I heard this data, I was moved to understand who these women were, why this was happening, and how to remind them of the importance of faith community. I began to learn how many women want better relationships with God in the church, but feel barred by the tyranny of busyness, overwhelm, or negative experience in the past. In my new book, Reason to Return, Why Women Need the Church and the Church Needs Women, I dive into the meaning of the church, why it matters for women, why they are needed to make it complete. I spoke with countless women about their experiences leaving and returning to church and discussed my own stories of hurt and overcoming within faith community. From the damaging messages of purity culture to the sweet support I felt as I stopped drinking, I realized the church body is no perfect entity, but it is a place where God is present and has a place for you within it. You can pre-order my book, Reason to Return, Why Women Need the Church and the Church Needs Women, right now on Amazon, ChristianBook.com, or BarnesandNoble.com. You guys also on the website have this quote from Billy Graham, which I will read (laughs) because I thought was cool, Uh, which this quote from Billy Graham says, I believe one of the next great moves of God is going to be through believers in the marketplaces. And like I said, I think a lot of people don't really associate the two, but Mm -hmm. I have seen just even in my own city, I live in Indianapolis. um, I have seen a a move towards more of this. Like there are a couple of organizations in our community that are geared towards faith and work, or there's like fellowships um, for people that are kind of like apprenticeships or something like that. Um, and and I'm, I'm seeing sort of a movement towards yeah. integrating this. Are you seeing that as well? Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> what do a you think is that, making that happen? It A lot of it has to do with the space I'm in, I think more than ever. But you know, what's really interesting is that when COVID came and shut all of our churches down, uh, so there in business, there's a term about repetitive purchasing habits, right? So you, you buy something three times and you typically buy from them again or restaurants and stuff like that. Well, when people got out of the habit of going to church, a lot of them haven't replaced it and gone back to church. They're just either checking in online and then eh, maybe I won't do it this time and then do it here. And so people have fallen out of the churches and they've really kind of gotten lost, I think. And so the the timing of this ecclesia, this movement through the marketplace is so good for what we're doing and what Billy Graham prophetically said years ago, because the marketplace, I think people think that they have to be a pastor to share Christ and people lead people to know God. People also lead people away from the church by their behavior. I can tell you when I was in corporate America, I was a Sunday Christian. I called myself a Christian. I operated totally different. And I believe I probably turned people off from, I think people probably said, if that's a Christian, I don't want anything to do with it. Mm. And so through the marketplace are people that are lost, they're hurt, they're broken. They're really hungry for something, but they don't know. They, They maybe never were raised in church. We've actually seen statistics now that if we continue on the track that we're on, we're headed towards being a godless nation, which is alarming to me because the foundation of the greatest nation in the world is the United States. And it was founded on the principles of God. And so, but think about it generationally. Um, My daughter's 15. She's in school. She had a shirt on that said Jaira. Someone says to her, what is that? And she said, Jaira. And she explained a little bit about that. And the girl says, well, I, I don't believe in God. And 
my daughter said, well, I don't know how you can go through your day in life if you don't know God. And she said, my parents never took me to church. Mm-hmm. Well, that generationally over generationally, and now we've had COVID move through and it's changed. And so like I, I was raised in church, so I had the foundation so that when I veered away, I came back to the Lord. But some people, many people, majority of people don't have that foundation. And so the opportunity to you to, to have a revival come through the marketplace is exactly where we're spending. Jesus did most of his in the marketplace, his ministry in the marketplace. Yeah, And so we want to model his, what, what he showed us and really create a movement of God, a revival across this nation in the marketplace. And, and we're aligning with some people that see, have the same vision and just being connected with you is such a blessing because you understand, like when you saw that quote, just like me, it would just lit up in my mind that yes, this makes sense. And we've got to yeah. do it. Yeah. And you're, you're definitely speaking my language when you're talking about all those statistics, that's sort of like my lane. I do a lot of research and, um, So I am very concerned about those numbers as well. And I think you're right. I think you're right. We have to think outside the box in terms of reaching people. And this is 100% a great way to reach people. I was looking at some of the sessions you guys had at your expo. And I just, I pulled a couple of them. And I just wanted you to kind of say how or why did you choose these? Um, One of them is spiritual warfare in business. And the other one is business as justice. I thought those were interesting. Can you talk about like why those were topics and you know, I I don't think necessarily people would, would think of those things immediately. And so, so how can we sort of put those in context for people? Wow. Well, you're, first of all, you're great at your, your interviewing here. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, you don't have to have like, you know, every little, but just in terms of like picking some of those subjects, like spiritual warfare, like, whoa, that's getting deep. (laughs) I'm going to tell you too, and I'll, I'll share with your audience. Um, so we had these round tables and there were five going on at the same time. So they, and then they, we had five more come in and ideally we had about 30 seats in each one. We sold about 180 VIP tickets and we actually turned it off because we didn't, we only had thir- room for 30 in each room. Well, a spiritual warfare for your business, people were sitting on the floor. They were like, wow, locked to this round table. And actually we're going to bring them back to do something for our president circle in January. Um, but the concept behind that is that we are, while we have, we're spiritual beings having a flesh experience. I mean, like we were not built for this world. We know that. That's why we have an expiration date on our physical bodies. Um, and so for some reason, as believers, we try to do everything in the flesh. And in reality, there's so much more going on. And and with our businesses, if we can gird them in a spiritual warfare and know how to sort of fight that battle. I love the song. This is how I fight my battle. Yeah, me too. Right? It, It is not about how we fight it in our flesh. It's how we fight in the spirit. And so conceptually, that's what that round table was about. I didn't get to sit through it. So I'm, I can't wait for January to get through it. Uh, but I've heard incredible things. And I think we'll see the fruit of that in people's business. Business is justice. Um, David Docuson, he has an incredible philosophy about building community and using the business and the commerce and the, the blessing of resource 
to improve and enhance and make a difference in community. And so really that's the foundation of his message was business is justice mm. and how to use the blessing of your business to impact and change people's lives for the there's, good. Yeah. And there's so much that can be done in that area in so many different ways, I think. And we see the, that a lot. So, um, so if someone is kind of just hearing about this concept for the first time and they're like, well, I want to integrate my faith and my work life, like what would you say to them? What would be like a bit of advice you would give them? Yeah, I would say the very first thing is to just take it to the Lord. I mean, obviously, if someone's feeling led, that's the Lord just kind of whispering to your heart, you know, that, hey, I don't have to be two different people. Um, I, I really encourage them to grab my book, The Best Robot Wins. It ain't personal, it's just business. I really talk a lot about business and um, it's a lot about business because I'm kind of a nerd like that, but it's also built on biblical principles. There's so many great resources out there, but I, I think the biggest thing is to get involved in community of people that feel the same way mm -hmm. that you do so that there's an accountability standard, but there's also just encouragement because the minute you say that folks, listen, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. The minute you say, I want to integrate my faith and my work, let me tell you, there is an enemy and he is real. And there, you know, you want to make sure that you have on the armor of God, that you're fully prepared to know that we have an enemy that's going to be really ticked off to hear you say that. So uh, my prayer is that God would bring people around you to just help walk with you. Look for Christian Chamber in your area. It's such a great resource. If you don't have one, reach out to me. Maybe you want to be someone to start it in your community. Maybe yeah. you want to connect with us at the U.S. level, come to one of our expos or our events, um, but just get in community. I think that's one of the biggest things that I would advice would give them. Yeah, that just makes me think, you know, we hear so much like about, you know, you have to vote to change this society. And, and obviously I have, I'm supportive of voting and being <laughs> civically minded, but um, I think it's like you said, like there's so much more on the spiritual side that can be done outside of just those tangible acts that we take um, as citizens. And yeah. this seems like one of those things, like it's not something that happens overnight, but it is like a larger vision for what we want to see happen in society. And so I think I really love this idea of, of watching how the money travels based on yeah. you know the relationships and the, and the prayers behind what's happening. Yeah. And that's super powerful. Um, well, Crystal, I always like to ask people, What's something um, inspiring or good that you've been reading or listening to lately? Oh, man, I tell you, <laughs> my absolute favorite thing that I listen to and I call my Monday morning pastor is um, Pastor Stephen Furtick with Elevation um, Church. He just fires me up every week. I think I feel like He's reading my email, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> He's got energy for sure. Oh, yes, he does. He's very charismatic. He has a lot of energy, but I love the worship music. I, I just find so much connectivity to the Lord. Of course, I have a local church, but from a standpoint of something that people could easily tap into, you know, um, just even worship music is so helpful. But for me, a lot of growth and lessons and uh, come through my um, online pastor, Pastor Ferdi. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you so much, Crystal. Stay with me um, when we end, but we appreciate you coming on. If people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? How can they get involved? 
Awesome. Uh, you can reach us at a couple of different places. You can just go to uschristianchamber.com. There's a place on there that you can do a contact us and we'll we'll be in touch with you. You can find me on LinkedIn, Crystal Parker, comma, MBA. Uh, you can also check us out in Central Florida, CF, that's Central Florida, cfchristianchamber.com. And uh, gosh, please reach out. We'd love to connect with you and uh, just continue to be a part of your journey in the workplace as a Christ-led business owner. Thank you so much. This episode was brought to you in part by Just These Guys, you know, a pastor and a psychologist team up to break down scripture and psychology, empowering you to transform by the renewing of your mind. Listen today at justtheseguys.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Just These Guys, you know.